Yo, 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 you tuning into the Dosha Podcast. I'm your host, Dizzy D. Spill, here with my co host in the building, Jelani Evans. And you are tuning in to Boss Talk. How you doing, brother? I'm maintaining, man. Maintaining? You know, in yourself? Uh, I'll say maintaining. Sometimes it's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like one of those weird graphs, one of those graph charts where it's just the lines just up and down and up and down. Throughout the day, it could go crazy, and then towards the day when it's like slowing down, and I got time to decompress and do what I want to do at least for an hour or two, and I kind of come back to that calm after the storm. I feel it. You I know, kind of only been doing what I want to do. I mean. That's the goal, right? 100%. That's the goal. I mean, everybody has a way to get there, but yeah, it's always the goal to be able to do what you want to do. Sometimes I think that's a um a underrated goal, but it's also a very overlooked task. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially when you're when you're a full time entrepreneur or you're trying to make the transition to a full time entrepreneur, those two things are, you know have their own challenges. See, see what I'm talking about? That right there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a late night. That's not a lazy yawn. You know what I'm saying? That's a you don't know what I've been through. You feel me? Nah, it's, <laughs> it's uh, I man, it's rough when you put it like that because yeah. definitely ups and downs and. A lot to get to that point But um, Even in the midst of it It's like Cause being a full time entrepreneur You go through um, Rough points Dry uh-huh. spills um, Inconsistencies with business And whatnot, And being able to uh, Continue to operate The way that you would like to And do the things that you would like to do Regardless of the circumstances Is definitely um, It's a privilege Yeah You know what I'm saying Yeah um, I, I also I also feel like um, your mindset and the level of understanding that you have and being able to adjust to things and take them for what they are and not um, how can I put it? not take things personally because Damn. you know what I'm saying in business a lot of things happen a lot of stuff uh, generates or dissipates without you being in full control all of the time and understanding that that's just the way certain things are not taking it personal and when you uh, take the personal out of it things seem to hit different they don't seem to hit as hard they don't seem to really uh, sway your energy or your mental Mm -hmm. and you know what I'm saying so that allows you to be more balanced when you're more balanced you know it doesn't take you as long to recover Transition, adjust, you know, make things happen because, you know, this is just what it is. I have to find another way. All right, let me start trying to find another way instead of taking the person. Like, why is it always happening to me and I can't get nothing? Man, this is taking losses. You know what I'm saying? Well, (laughs) it's it's so easy to take things personal on a business level because no matter the relationship, there's parallel experiences in its own way. You know what I mean? So, business relationship to a certain degree there's trust there or, or trust is required I, sh- I shouldn't say it's present but it's required right friendships and relationships trust is kind of a factor consistency in business in order to make things go smoothly consistency in personal relationships so I, there, I think it's so easy to fall into that taking it personal because of how the familiarity of the actions and so I think when we have scenarios where people say take a step back 
that's where you're able to identify that wow these are actually the total opposite I mean not even just that though I mean that's very true but also you gotta take into consideration that a lot of entrepreneurs your business this is them Mm. I am the business Yeah, 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 yeah For So sure. when you disrespect the business When the business business has issues When things go left with the business You are the brand You disrespect me mm-hmm. Things go left with me You see what I'm saying? And you, and it's like I, I get it I yeah. definitely get it Because Yeah, you are the business But it's almost like You're not so much You are the business As, as much as business is what you do yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you have to have a life outside of that. You have to have emotions and feelings away from that. Mm-hmm. You can't have everything be uh, intertwined and tangled like that because then it'll cause conflict to where you do take things personal. And with you taking things personal, you start to get in your own way. Especially when you're creative and your creative has been intertwined within your business because now, well, you're, you're disrespecting my business, which is disrespecting me, which is actually disrespecting my creativity. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, that's facts and yeah. there's so many levels to it but I, mean, I yeah. just it is what it is now mm-hmm. don't get me wrong I do still take a offense when certain things happen with the business as far as in like um, lack of support uh-huh. or acknowledgement uh-huh. um, especially from individuals that I know are aware like that kind of uh-huh. hits different but at the end of the day like you got to think of it as, it as in, I don't really want anybody rocking with, dealing with, supporting, or getting anything from my business, my brand, if they don't already feel some type of way about it. Like, I don't want to be in a position where I have to beg, or I feel like people should be rocking that aren't rocking. If you're not rocking, then that means it's just not meant for you, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's what, 304 million, billion people in the world, mm-hmm. something? I, I forgot if it's an M or a B. I'm pretty sure it's a B. I think it's a B. Like nine billion people in the world, and then like three hundred something million in the I think country. That, or, I think yeah. that's yeah, three hundred. There it is, three hundred yeah. something. Either way, man, it's a lot of people who haven't seen, who are not aware, who haven't contacted me yet, mm-hmm. yet. So yeah. I can't be concerned with you know what I'm saying, um, the locals. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, that's that 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 is facts, bro. Because it's real easy again to get pulled into that thought process where it's like damn you know this you know they're not really checking this out and for me just in my experience coming from originally a music background it was extremely frustrating and sometimes um depressing because you know what separates you from those that do get the exposure that you want and it's not a whole lot. And sometimes it's actually disheartening because of the lack of talent that's on the other end or the lack of uh, consideration or passion that you may have watching watching it play out like that. But I do think that we have we do have to remind ourselves, man, there's so many people that don't even know I exist yeah. yet. You know what I mean? And um, when you're when you're dealing with this. I think now, in today's time, right now, what frustrates individuals like us or people that are even beginning to start is the unnecessary bullshit that you have to deal with. Okay, fine. Certain people that I thought would support don't want to support. 
Okay, whatever. All right. Yes, sometimes there's businesses out there that are not conducting businesses on a level like you, even though it seems like they're generating more than you. Fine. But when you have to compete with like something as stupid as an algorithm, when you've already done the groundwork to even get people to look at you and follow you and possibly subscribe, however they're subscribing to, you know, your business or your website or whatever, having to deal with that and then listening to somebody try to give you direction on how to maneuver through that and they're telling you what to do and you don't even have the tools. It's, you know, it's almost like, hey, man, how do I build this birdhouse? All right, listen, this is what you're going to need. I, I see where you went wrong. I see why yours is falling apart. You're going to need to get you a screwdriver. And, bro, I don't even have a toolbox. Okay, well, you can go ahead and just get this type of toolkit. Well, I need the money for that, right? And that's the part where, you know, it gets frustrating because they're telling you what tools to use as if everybody starts out with tools. And, man, it's not even just that. It's... <sighs> Those tools don't always benefit you the way you think they will. Well, they're not universal, right? Um, it's, it's a good thing that you mentioned that because we got a chance to experience going to a summit recently, right? Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, when... <sighs> Can we talk about our people for a minute? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Foundational black people, American blacks, African-American blacks, whatever type of style that you want to identify yourself as as being black, we have to, we got to get the foundation right. It's okay if other things need a little bit more work down the line, but we have to get the foundation right when we call ourselves putting an event together and putting things together for the better of our community and our business, right? When we look at when we look at the or listen to the stats that are being read to us about black businesses and uh, entrepreneurship and healthcare and whatever, it all goes down to the foundation and how we are facilitating things. And when we went to this summit, because I don't want to drag the name of the summit because there's there's always room for growth. Um, let me tell you, it 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 only took one workshop to understand what we needed to do after to leave. Exactly. <laughs> and this was his first go around, my second go around, and I even had um, family that has volunteered for both years. And they have expressed that they don't know if they want to volunteer that specific event, maybe other events that are going on, but not that one. And, you know, we can dive into it. One of the workshops at the summit was um, how it was how to generate money from being a creative. Oh, making a living as a creative. Yeah, making a living as a creative. And. Uh, I'll say my piece a little bit and I know you got a, a, a earful and then we'll, we can kind of play off of that but the thing is is that creative is a very broad statement so when you do a workshop and you say that you want to give some advice on how to generate income on being creative you need to 
include some kind of format of advice that's going to be general and universal. It's no different than you buying an iPhone or a Samsung and you don't want to pay the the iPhone charger price and you don't want to pay the Samsung price. So what do you do? You go to the number one universal company that makes that stuff for both, right? It's going to be compatible for both. It's just not coming from the originator. And what we were experiencing in the workshop is they decided to hyper-focus on music. Now, that's great for somebody like me that is into music and that who will always be into music. But if you have a sneaker brand or you have a cooking business or you have a radio show or whatever, that advice is extremely limited if there's any advice for you in the content. So that's what I was witnessing. I did come in a little late, but I wasn't that late. But brother, you were there the whole time. So maybe I missed some stuff. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> they missed something. Um, well, because the word creative applies to a, um, a plethora of different disciplines. You know yes, it does. So music, artists, as far as in um, painting, sculpture, right? Um, cooking, uh-huh. sneakers, fashion design, installations. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's just to name a few. There's more writing, journalism, blogging, all of these different aspects of. But I feel like if you're gonna say making it as a creative, you need to address that there are um, a lot of different disciplines that fall underneath that term, and that there are certain obstacles, hurdles that you will experience regardless of whatever lane that you're in because being a creative and paving your own way to being an entrepreneur, there are a lot of things that you need to know, understand, and be prepared for. Mm -hmm. And they had two musicians on the panel who didn't even give um, applicable information for being a musician. They basically talked about their... They lightly talked about some of their experiences, but more or less, they talked about what they've done as far as accolades, mm-hmm. who they work with, who they're working with. And I just don't see how that was beneficial to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like they didn't talk about the process or outline anything. They didn't talk mm-hmm. about uh, DBAs or trademarking or mm-hmm. EIN numbers or business account. They didn't talk about anything that a creative who might want to make a way into entrepreneurship to benefit and profit off of their creativity. They didn't give any outline or direction for any of that at all whatsoever. And so I was thinking like, yeah, you could, you might well change the name to making it as a musician, but even changing the name to making it as a musician, they didn't give information for a musician to make it. Right. And they missed, (laughs) they missed a lot of opportunities to um, explain in a very unique way because all three of them, um, talked about how they had to move away from what they were doing at one part of music and actually move into a different part. You know what I'm saying? That could have been a great example of how they had to kind of press reset and say, and this is how I did it. And these, these steps are universal in whatever position you're in. It's almost like the transition from player to coach, from coach to GM, Maybe possibly owner. You know, and that adversity. Yeah. Redirection. Right. You know what I'm saying? Rebranding. Mm-hmm. 
they could have used any of those as examples of ways to, but they didn't. They didn't yeah. speak on anything of that nature. So it was just, it was a, uh, it was frustrating going to expect to receive some type of information that might be uh, useful, beneficial, mm-hmm. that could be applied, and to basically leave out of there empty-handed. Yeah, and it was for me. It reminded me of every interview I've ever seen on any YouTube show that's popular. You bring in a Diddy or you bring in a Dame Dash or you bring in any one of these people and they'll tell you about how they're in charge and how they're their boss and how they had to hustle and had to grind it out. But they're not really breaking down the details as far as in what steps were taken. It's and it's and to be honest, it's really easy to do. Yeah, but a lot nowadays the details are uh, they're disregarded. And they're downplayed. They're minimized. Isn't that weird to you, dog? Well, yeah, it is to me because, because most I'm of us watching about, that's what we're that's what we're waiting for, I'm right? All about the details. Well, nobody really wants to go in depth and behind the scenes and talk about how they had to struggle and what they went through and the hurdles that they faced. Because now that they're in this position, they want to give off this facade like I've been hustling, I've been grinding, to get here, and I've just been making things happen on a consistent basis. Nobody wants to talk about the downfalls or the backtracking or the back to the drawing board. You know what I'm saying? Nobody really wants to give that. Um, Ugly truth mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. Like And I don't know why Because Almost like you gotta wait for them To drop a damn book And then you read about What happened in their book <laughs> and, You know what I'm saying And even, in, and even then though, It's like they still gonna, They're still gonna Leave out certain details And cut certain corners It just I don't know it, it's, it's, it's wild Because they say It's all in the, de- in the details Right mm-hmm. Um I'm you know, pedging to the small things, which is basically the details. Right. And I feel like in the details, you have a better understanding of what to do, what not to do, or how to make adjustments when you run into certain things and how to, you know what I'm saying, pivot and things of that nature. Because through the details, I learned A, B, and C so that I wouldn't have to go through X, Y, and Z thanks to the details. Or I went through A, B, and C right. that prepared me for X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, but no details, no behind the scenes, no backstory, just, I was grinding, I made it happen, here I am. Well, I'm you, the boss. You said, a key, you said a key word, dog. You said pivot. And that is the, the highlighted word for when you are trying to be creative. That's, that's, the, that's one of the most important words and a conversation about being creative because you run into roadblocks, you run into um, potholes, speed bumps, and you have to pivot or in other words, maneuver, right? And for people that are still at the bottom or for the people that's never even reached their own personal goal, that would have been some vital information to help them because even though, and this is weird, sometimes, um, when you're a creative, this will happen. We went to the summit and did not gain anything really as far as in knowledge, but it almost was like a recharge because of certain things that were said to where we could revisit things that we already knew and say, you know what? I forgot that this or that. That's what I can say if I did have to give some kind of positive Well, I mean, uh, information. I went Friday. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Me and you both went on Saturday, but I went Friday and I sat in on a workshop and a lot of the information I was given in that workshop, it was called, uh, is it, I think it was Money Mindset or Mind Your Money, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. 
And um, there was actually a lot of good information That's in good. there. Um, all of it wasn't apply, uh, like you know, saying applying to me. Right. But there was a couple of things as far as in like questions that were being presented, or things that they said that kind of like um, got the wheels turning. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so. Um, that was helpful because it was like there was some information I took notes on. There were a couple of things I said as far as in like presenting questions to the audience, like, you know, something to think about. And it kind of uh, got the wheels turning in different ways to execute or be creative and make some things happen. So I did take some things away on the first day. It was just uh, it was just kind of disheartening to be at a, a summit that was Friday and Saturday. And you have two full days of workshops and people speaking and to not really get too much out of it yeah you know what I'm saying like yeah. it, it's like it's like it was frustrating it's like man I, I could have stayed at home and built up XP I think it's double XP weekend yeah, or we finna, yeah we finna get a cracking <laughs> like I could like but I we did have that conversation there like bro we could have been on the game right yeah, now yeah you know what I'm saying <laughs> or it was uh, on Saturday I could have been watching college football yeah like, I could have been enjoying my downtime mm -hmm. and so that's the thing about cause like they say time is money and I don't really agree with that but I do say time is valuable extremely valuable time is the one commodity you can spend and not get back so it's definitely meant to be invested and to think you're going to invest time into something that's going to be beneficial to you and it isn't it feels like a waste when it feels like a waste you feel jaded my time and i'll say this for the record my time is limited currency and the reason why i i, I said limited is because of what you just said it's you can't get it back right so every time i throw a quarter of my time a dollar of my time you know it's limited i only have so much of it that i'm giving now what is going to come back to me and so for the longest time because i kind of pre-warned you of what you know you could possibly deal with from when i went last year and um from what feedback i was getting from people that i know that are involved with it and the reason why First of all, the reason why this conversation is happening for those that are listening is because this is a pattern throughout a lot of things that we do as a culture. No matter any time it comes to organizing an event or organizing something that ha that's supposed to be beneficial to us as well as the public second, it's the same thing. It seems like it's a group of people that come up with an idea that really don't include outside ideas for people that from the people that are actually going to be um, contributing or involved. And then it turns into a mess. And then when it gets out of hand, it's there's a, there was a lack of support. And this is where it gets frustrating for people like me and you, because then we get grouped into that same group of this is why nothing happens we don't have the support we don't have the tools and we don't but okay how are you going to make up for those things with the things that you guys can do right because when we talk about the workshops there were some things that can be done to where they could have been valuable if that that was the case or those were the circumstances right well yeah 100 percent. it's just i don't know the words that come to mind are dated and unprepared. Yes. Um, there were, it was uh, obviously orchestrated, choreographed, put together by individuals who are higher up in age. And because of that, they are looking at things a certain way mm -hmm. and they're not um, adjusting to the times. 
Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, they are looking to put together workshops and looking to give information that will only apply to a few, even though there's this broad spectrum of uh, creatives, entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. business people that will be attending. Right. And then unprepared because even though, like, for instance, the uh, making it as a creative workshop Mm -hmm. the musicians were up there and they were speaking but they were not prepared they didn't have speaking points or information to go off of not a slideshow you know like anything about it was like I I experienced um, I experienced that in a different workshop where it was just like there wasn't talking points to really give you an understanding of things like it was almost like they were just in there talking about each other and patting each other on the back Mm -hmm. but it wasn't really informative as to who they are and their background and why you should even be acknowledging them or giving them your time to listen to what it is they have to say. It's just like, yeah, we've done this. And, you know, we've been, well, ha, ha, yeah, yes. And, then she, and that was a missed he, opportunity too because they oh, could have talked about how that relationship formed through networking. 100%. And so, but like I said, the money mindset, that that specific workshop, it didn't, I don't want to say they didn't have speaking points, but they seem more prepared mm-hmm. with how they delivered the information. Right. And then like, you know, one of the speakers, he's like, yo, everybody get your pens out, write this down. And he started giving off some things and naming some stuff and and each column kind of lined up a certain way and made sense the way that he broke it down. But I didn't see him reading from paper. So that means that it was from up. So at some way, somehow he had to have some type of preparation beforehand. Yeah. it <clears throat> If that person has done that style of how they do a presentation over and over again, I could definitely see how it's like, all right, I know how I'm going to navigate. Kind of like how I would do forklift training. When I would forklift train somebody and certify them, I have a get down on how I would get that stuff done. You know what I mean? There's already a certain outline. Things are itemized. And and I've done it. You know there's certain things that, okay, I need to make sure that I relay this message and get these points across regardless of anything else because these are the things that are important. These are the things that make sense. These are the things that I know are going to be valuable for learning what it is I'm trying to get across. And so that makes a lot of sense. And that is something that I felt was missing. And then also there wasn't a lot of explanation or detail, I should say, for what the workshops were. I stepped into a workshop that wasn't for me. Yeah. And the thing about it that made it frustrating with that workshop is it had a different title than there was this workshop that says getting st- about getting state contracting, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was another one talking about certifications and what's your next move. Well, the certification was talking about being certified to apply for state contracting. My frustration was why is this workshop happening twice under different names? Oh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was just like, it. Uh, there was some confusion. It didn't, it just seemed like they were kind of filling slots at some point. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, dated, unprepared, unorganized. It It was a lot of things that should have been better done. Um, the timing was off. I was there Friday. The, the speakers ran late, so everybody got out of there later for lunch. So everybody came back later for lunch. Workshops were supposed to start at 2.30. It's 2.45, and the lady who runs registration is just getting back to the table. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, it was. Uh, it could have been orchestrated better. Things could have been more on point. You think there would be somebody to say, hey, uh, there's 10 minutes left until 
You know, uh-huh. you, you got five minutes. You kind of got to start wrapping it up, start, start taking questions so we can get out here in a timely fashion. Yeah. We have a schedule to keep, but it was missing those type of things. And I feel like that's uh, necessary when, yeah. when, you know what I'm saying, you have a summit, you know, being prepared, being organized, having things, you know what I'm saying, like kind of mapped out and having people to keep others on track right? so that things can run as smoothly as possible for everybody involved. Right. And I think another mistake that, because <clears throat> I, I remember... You meant you, you know what you just mentioned about like the registration concept, um, little things like that, and and, I, and I've had this this saying that I, I I've been doing this for a while. I don't know if it's because I'm a parent now, but I get real frustrated, and sometimes when I get frustrated, my first thought is that's a stupid problem. <laughs> I say it, my wife hears me say it all the time now this is a stupid problem you see what I'm saying and so just with a lot of the things that you're naming are all stupid problems speakers running late and that's all facilitating issues speakers we need you here by this time sometimes what, what I learned what I have to do with my own people unfortunately is I have to give them the wrong times for their own time yeah, that happened. But it wasn't so much as them not being on time. It was them going over time speaking. Right. Which means you're not on time. <laughs> I right? Facts. So you're not on time starting. You're not on time finishing. But let's just say that, okay, yeah, that may happen. But you know why that happens a lot of times? When you're doing a workshop, you're doing some form of teaching, which means you don't have a lesson plan. Because if you have a lesson plan, then that means you have time slots on what you're going to cover and how long you're going to cover them. And then you leave an opening for questions. And usually you should have a large amount of time for questions, especially if your presentation is good. Right. Because people are going, what about this? What about this? And then as you're running down on time, which you should have a clock somewhere to let you know what kind of time a timekeeper. Right. You say, listen, after this. I'll give you guys my information. I'll be out in the lobby or whatever where we can have more conversations about this separate to the side or during come find me at lunch. You know what I mean? Or whatever the case is. That's how you eliminate the time. As far as registration, that's another stupid problem, right? And that seems to be a trend with a lot of different things, whether you're black, white or whatever, just because it can get chaotic. And sometimes the venue is, you know, is, is running behind and you're not right. But you know what you do to make up for that stuff? Corporate companies have been doing it for years. You do shifts. You don't tell everybody at registration to go on lunch. You leave a couple people behind and let those people go. And then you swap out, right? This, these are stupid problems. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I got you. So, um, I, me on a personal level, even though it shouldn't be, but me on a personal level, it's a little embarrassing for me when I refer somebody to go to something and then it's not even less than half of what it should have been as far as the experience. Because, and that's why I was really selective on, that's why I'm always selective on who I refer to do what because now my name is attached to it. I vouched for it. You know, and it's unfortunate that I got to vouch for something. And then, and then give a, a mild disclaimer. You know what I mean? And then <clears throat> when you take it on a, a larger scale, this summit is powered by something even bigger that's supposed to be for the culture, for the people. 
Now that has a stain on the reputation. Well, and, and again, dated. Yeah. Because a lot of the individuals who run that are older. So then everything isn't operating or being executed as smoothly as it as it should be. A lot of different uh, facets as far as businesses aren't being acknowledged. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they're not being given an opportunity. There's things that are being put together without them in mind. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't benefit them. It's just, it. they need young people. They need fresh blood. They need new ideas. They need somebody to, to like, you know, challenge a lot of things going on in there because it's almost like, well, I've been doing it this way for so long. It's working for me. Why switch it up? Instead of, We've been doing this so long. We're out of date. We I'm glad you brought that up. Times we need to become more relevant. The only way to become more relevant is to be on a recent, you know, what I'm saying platform or a recent plane as far as in information, businesses, creativity, all of those things. You need to be up to date. You need to be aware. You need to be in the know. I'm glad you brought that up, dog. Because I have a question for you. Hmm. Judging off your experience of actually attending and just being in the environment, mm-hmm. seeing the energy, seeing everything from who's running it to guest speakers to the attendees, right? Mm-hmm. Do you believe from what you've seen those two days that there's even an opening for people to want to listen to young blood? Oh, no, 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 not at all. Okay. So can you tell me, Cause I'm gonna say my own piece. Can you tell me what things transpired that you witnessed that showed you? I don't even think you guys will be open to people that probably are more knowledgeable in modern times than you are to help this be more successful. Um, just there were certain inquiries about certain uh, avenues or individuals, and there was so much pushback from a point of being offended. Or felt like uh, basically just being rubbed the wrong way, uh-huh. and it's not even it. It wasn't personal, but it was taken personal. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so because of that, it's just like oh, so that's how you operate. That's how. And then on top of that, it's like being in a position that you are, and expecting everybody to operate or move a certain way. It's almost like my word is what it is. I'm not really listening to or trying to even hear any type of feedback. This is what it is. This is what I'm saying. This is what needs to be done, mm-hmm. regardless of whether it's relevant or, you know what I'm saying, beneficial to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So I just, no, I don't feel like a lot of people are, and then again, like, dated. Older people feel some type of way. It's like, I've been doing it this long. It's working. My time should be coming. I got to this point. This yeah. is where I'm at because of doing it this way. So I don't really think, you know, what you're suggesting is going to work. And it's it's almost like, but how do you know if you've never tried anything different? Uh, that part, right? So, let me tell you why that is so dangerous. For that to be the, the situation. Because I, I agree with you and I believe the same. I'm going to do my part in sharing my feedback because that's valuable if you're smart enough to see the value in it. The reason why that's dangerous is because what happens when when you have people in charge, whether you're young or old, but specifically older generations, right? When you are in charge of things and you are not listening, that shows lack of wisdom. 
even though you should have it. It should be an automatic if you can get this far in age, right? It shows lack of wisdom. But most importantly, you never know who's sitting in the room. You could be it could be a potential investor that just wants to see how everything's going before making an, an investment. It could be a potential sponsor, which is kind of one in the same as an investor, right? And then it could be an, uh, somebody that's of influence to go out and spread the word that this is not the wave. But the last one, the, the, the last point that I'm going to make about it is the, the scariest part. Now somebody's, you, you might have a person that's so determined to crush you because they're so disappointed in what's supposed to be great that they look at the format, they look at who's around, they look at who's involved, and they say, you know what? I'm going to put something on that's better and I'm going to deter probably more than 80% of the people that were here to come to my event and I'm going to make them pay for it because it's going to be worth the money. And one of the things that I'm going to be able to do as the catalyst for making it happen is saying, listen, I went to blah, 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 and this is what I seen happen. This is how I seen the, the staff being treated. This is how I seen the guests being treated. This is how they are running the timekeeping and this, that, and the third. And these are the people that are behind it. And I made an effort to say something to these individuals and I wasn't heard. So I decided to put my own event on and we're going to have blah, 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 blah. And now you've just started a monopoly to where nobody's going to even want to rock with what's going on or rock with the people that are responsible for putting on the event. And it's just a domino effect. Now it turns into a, 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 a civil war before eventually crushing the other side because and the reason why I say this is because I have that mentality I me as an individual I have that mentality and I've been like that for a long time where I've wanted as a kid I wanted to be involved with this or you know run with this crowd and it's like well you're not you don't meet the you don't meet the qualifications and so then I show up with being more qualified than the people that told me I don't have the qualifications and now I call the shots and now this is what it is. Or now all of a sudden they've turned into a creative and they don't want to be involved with what I'm involved with now. So I'll be on the lookout for the Notion Summit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the powerful part about what we're talking about is we've already talked about a different summit that happened this year with the Earn Your Leisure, right? So it was now... A party, bro. Yeah. So Summit party right a summit party so party at the summit yeah. <laughs> so now we're we've discussed one on a higher scale a very high scale that was ran by people of our hue and now we've discussed something on a very low scale and you know what's crazy both of them operated the same way one having more resources than the other one more publicity People paid for tickets and VIP and all this stuff, and the results were the same. That's why I opened up with, we got to get our foundation straight. And our foundation should be professionalism, organ organization facilitating, and I'm pretty sure you have a list of a thousand words as well. Man, I was just thinking um, specified destination. And what mm -hmm. I mean by that is like at the beginning, you should be able to identify and put in the detail exactly where it is you're trying to get people. 
And Boom. in the midst of understanding where you're trying to get people, you can better uh, organize and detail the information, yeah. the workshops, what's mm-hmm. being provided, who's speaking, and what's going to happen because we're looking to get people here. And if we're looking to get people here, the only way to get them here is to make sure that they're getting information that will help them on their journey to get to this destination. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, I mean, that's the biggest one to me, honestly, because like, you know, organization is key 100% you know what I'm saying um, time management facilitation is key 100% right. you know what I'm saying but having a specified destination and doing what's necessary to put the um, tools in the toolbox to be able to get the toolbox to the people attending mm-hmm. is is really where it's at for me that's what's really clutch because everybody should walk away motivated and with information and with certain tools to get them in the game you know what I'm saying? Right. Or to help them build themselves up a higher platform in some shape, form, or fashion. Right. For sure. For sure. Um, you want to know one thing that uh, also shocked me is all of the individual, I shouldn't say all of them because I didn't go to everything, but most of the individuals that was either a speaker or a panel, a panelist, I guess. Panelist, yeah. None of them had anything for people to take with them for personal contact i didn't see anybody say um here's my qr code because it's that easy now right here's my qr code with all my information on it you know um here's my i mean we had people unfortunately talking our whole entire lunch Bro, I'm about to, that was that's exactly what i was thinking like you mean you're you go in right <laughs> The workshop started at nine and it was like nine and ten fifteen and ten thirty to eleven fifteen. Right. Eleven thirty to twelve thirty. And then, you know, lunch. And you get to you get to lunch and you got three different speakers. And it was just wild because like It kinda turned into church too. Uh, we're not gonna please let's not get into that. (laughs) Um But it was just like there wasn't any time to decompress or kind of if you did get something out of the workshops, there was no time to kind of like, you know how when you eat and your mind just wanders over, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, you're feeding yourself and your mind at the same time. Yeah. And you're, you know what I'm saying? You're brainstorming, you're thinking about There was no time to digest the information shit there's barely time to digest the food because as soon as everybody started speaking they was like yeah okay we're passing out dessert but you're gonna have to hurry up because the workshop start in 10 minutes like bruh like <laughs> so it was either eat your food and ignore the speakers or listen to the speaker then it's like yeah. or bring your plate into the workshop and finish in there bro yeah <laughs> like and what you need to do plates and forks hitting the plates bro. And scraping it it was just, <laughs> it's like, i'm not gonna lie bro um, the 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 sound of plates getting hit told me two things: either bad table manners or people were starving. And both of them are kind of valid, depending on how their experience was throughout the day. But I say I'll say this: I don't like when any event, I don't care what it's about and what group of people are there, where they take an opportunity for you to relax to bombard you with more information, right? I can understand if you're having an hour and 30 minute lunch and 15 or 20 minutes of it is that at the beginning while you're waiting on your food, usually whole hour, the whole joint. But I'm going to tell you one of the worst things about that, that happened by 
having somebody talk the whole enti- the whole entire time that the guests are there, you know what they eliminated? Hmm. The opportunity for people to network network with each other. Oh, because I came at the end of the evening. If you if now you, at if the time where people the, have made a decision on whether they want to come back or not. If you've had the um endurance yeah. to last throughout the day because there was a workshop from two thirty to three thirty. Uh-huh. Um and then there was a general session for everybody from three forty five to uh no no, yeah. Three thirty three forty five to four thirty or something like that. Yeah. And then after that there was a I forgot what it's called, but it was basically like an opportunity for people to have drinks and network. Mm-hmm. And then there was the dinner that followed. Mm-hmm. So it was like from five to six was your opportunity to network. And then from like six to seven was dinner or some like, or seven to nine. It was something crazy like that. And the crazy thing is at dinner, they did more talking and they gave out awards and whatnot. Like, bro, it was, it was a lot. That um, was on Friday night or? Yeah, apparently. That's what I heard. I didn't stay. Oh, okay. I I got the rundown of things and I heard that's what they did at dinner. I, yeah, be, dudes, madness. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you like this <laughs> because due to how lunch was, I decided no, no. I made sure <laughs> I had dinner somewhere else because um, yeah, um, the lunch was uninspired to say the least. I think that's the best word to use. Um, yeah, it was uninspired. So, due to the way lunch went and due to how the uh, workshops were going on, I chose to make my exit early on Friday and make sure that I had some food that definitely um, treated my taste buds, I guess you could say, because lunch was definitely uninspired. So, I didn't stick around for dinner. They wasn't going to do that twice to me in one day. Oh, I told you during um, during lunch, I was going to get something to eat after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I was dead serious. But um, that was the biggest disappointment at that part was like, yo, this was a perfect time to network while there's people. Because some people was like, probably had it in their mind, yo, I'm going to leave at lunch. I'm not even going to eat. I'm going to go do this. Or I'm going to say, see what they got for lunch. And if I'm not really interested, I'm going to cut out. And I just think when you have an event, there should always be time for networking. Even if you're going to put that time in between like breaks between workshops, you always got to allow that time to network. This isn't school. These are these are adults. But I do um, agree with you a lot about the catering to so much to the older generation because you can even tell by the guest speakers. These were people or are people that was that dude or that woman 30, 40 years ago, you know, doesn't mean that they don't have a position. They have tons of wisdom. But if you're going to entice people to bridge the gap between younger people and older people, you have to bring successful people into the mix as well that are young. That's the that's the thing there. There there was nothing that said they were trying to bridge the gap. And that that's the weird part, because. They they hinted at that during lunch by having some young people. Yeah, we got because a statement was made. Yeah, we got young people, and that's part of the reason why they have a hard time today because um, you know we don't have them with us. Okay, there's some truth to that, but I also understand that those young people that were there were 
part of a foundation. So the, even they probably didn't know what they were walking into. You oh, see yeah. what I'm saying? I didn't know what I was walking into. Yeah. <laughs> we could all rode on the same same bus, vehicle, whatever. And so, you know, looking at that, again, what our people, that foundation is very, very important. And I just think that when we put things together, when we put events together, we really need to model ourselves after successful people that look like us, that executed um, that style of events, or unfortunately, people that don't look like us that have executed those style of events. And those events, for the record, you don't plan them in a couple weeks. That's damn near planned throughout the year. You know what I'm saying? Or if you, or if you do want to plan it within months, you're every week you're coming with it. You have, you have think tanks, you have task force, you know what I'm saying? You have meetings and the thing that, and I, and I told you this over the phone, that the importance of a meeting is to, to help you also determine the health of how everything is going by how many people show up, how often you have the meetings and how the meetings are in ex- how you're executing. And, um, with this event, unfortunately, there was a lot of volunteers that were older. And it's not, it's not a knock against older people. Matter of fact, I actually give older people credit for wanting to take time out of their day to volunteer for free. But those people need assistance, whether it's through technology, whether it's having a couple young people assist them in volunteering to help them out, to relieve them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because uh, And they have to be treated I'm gonna be honest, just as well as your your guests, your guest speakers. They volunteer and they can choose not to come back. They can choose to leave on the spot. Yeah, and tell people not to help, bro. I, I just <laughs> and then it like yeah, the the way uh, the lack of organization for the registration, they definitely needed some assistance, mm-hmm. um, especially like and it was a dated was on, way of register of uh, registration everything too. Everything was on paper. Like, yeah. Going through this, I seen one lady with a scroll. She just was like, "Yo, let me see." <laughs> I told him about the right writing, calligraphy. Um, writing names down, yeah, like it was wild. It was like no, because we couldn't get like two iPads. One person, I think, had like a, a, a iPad laptop person, and they clearly operated like they were their own entity. Well, that was an Acer, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was close technically, but not. That was an Acer. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, I know this is this is, this is mainly a, a boss talk review, but it's necessary. I'm sorry, like, we can't keep chanting this or champion this idea of support black support black support black i'm gonna be real we need to we need to rebrand that as support um consistent black support uh successful black support um black that's really trying well yeah i about to say i wouldn't even say successful because on the same breath you need to support to be successful 100 percent. but um, i just feel like those are the when you are different pillars of it when you are open Right. Yeah. When you have an agenda, when you are applying yourself, when you are looking to include others and, you know what I'm saying, operate a certain way, those are the ones that need the support. Yeah. Those are the ones who need the help, you know what I'm saying, because you definitely can't do it alone. Mm hmm. So definitely support those who are putting forth the effort on a consistent basis and looking to make things better for everyone as a whole instead of being an individual. I would definitely say and encourage 
support with logic um be stingy with your support but support with logic don't oh, support with your with your emotions and with your opinions don't it should be emotions. logical support and cuz if you cuz if you if you factor in just logic by itself and nothing else you're gonna it's gonna force you to say all right you know okay this person does this 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 this. that's logical when you start doing it from an emotional standpoint just like we were talking about speakers and panels at the summit all it it was it didn't take anybody with any genius intellect to to determine that these individuals were all connected in some type of way which is it compromises information it compromises intentions Right. And when you have people that are just great at what they do and they're here to do a job and they're here to make a difference, it doesn't matter who they're connected to because they're going to get that job done. They're going to get that message across. And that's some. Now, if you do have a whole bunch of people that are connected, then it still needs to be worth it for the people consuming the information. It can't just be worth it just because, well, yeah, man, back in the day, me, me and the homie, we used to do a podcast. And, and then before that, we was rapping. And before that, we was trapping. Like, that's not <laughs> like, that's not beneficial to the people listening. You know what I'm saying? Unless there's a message on how to direct you here and redirect you over here instead of going through that path or, or, or whatever the case is. That's not how it it's not how you get it done. And so. My message to those, if you're able to figure out that we we're talking about you and how you're running your events, I strongly suggest that you listen to the reviews that you get back, the reviews that we're giving and the written reviews that you're probably going to get from some people. And hopefully you take the constructive criticism, you make the changes or be prepared to get crushed by somebody that is going to come in and learn from your mistakes and try to capitalize on it and do something better to where you can't even compete. Because at the end of the day, whether we whether we look at it as competition or not, it's always competition to somebody that can come in and do a better job than you. So that's my piece on it. Notion Summit on the way. I told y'all. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. I'm just playing, but I'm not. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> this your boy. Dizzy D Spill You've been listening to the Notion Podcast Special episode Boss Talk I am your host Dizzy D Spill With my co-host as always Jelani Evans Let me know what you think Let me know your experiences If you went to any summits lately Or if you Might have Attended ours And realized it through the details we just gave Or if you're trying to collab on this Notion Summit Yeah, yeah, yeah If you're trying to collab Definitely We're gonna need all of that Anyways, until next time, peace.